Welcome to the survival podcast for people who take movies too seriously. We survive the apocalypse, so you don't have to. He's Shane. Uh, and he's Johnny. <laughs> That's really confusing. So. <laughs> I know. Even, like, even before I said it, I struggled to get it out. Um, I nearly said, and I'm Shane. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went, and he's Shane, and it sounded like you were going to say, and I'm Johnny. I know, yeah, I knew. Like you are going to leave out the he's yeah, yeah. part. Uh, just figured I'd uh, change it up for the new year. Yeah, I like your um, radio voice. You're really going for it there. Let's start. Yeah, yeah, trying to get uh, more professional with the new year now that we're uh, the 68th most popular TV and film podcast on Spotify in the UK. That's a lot of caveats, <laughs> but it's still number 68. <laughs> we're the 68th podcast in the film TV category on Spotify in the UK yeah. for the month of uh, December. <laughs> No, no, it is 68 of t- of 2020, so... Oh, that's better. I'm still waiting for the the knighthood that comes in the mail. The Spotify knighthood, not a British knighthood. Oh, it's yeah. much more important than that. And the check, I assume we get a check. Oh, yeah, it's like whatever was a farthing in 1882 or something. Converted. I believe now that they, they own Joe Rogan, he comes for the ceremony. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and bestows you with the honour. So any day now we should be getting word... Of that coming, but uh, so we, so we've left twenty twenty behind. Everything, all the all the troubles are over. Yeah, it's a brand new world. Brand new world. We're going to try and ruin that for you today by talking about some uh, some movies or some fiction set in twenty twenty one and uh, what they uh, think might be in store for us. Um, I think it's pretty rosy. It's been a good year so far. Uh, yeah. Well, as we're recording this, we're only seven days into it. So who yeah, knows? Yeah. One week has been been the best week I've had all year. Anyway, so you're saying that now with such sarcasm that yeah. well, are we going to talk about? Does that mean we're going to talk about stuff that actually happened, or are we going to gloss over it and move on? Because it could be dated. It could be dated by the time this even goes up. So I don't know what what are we doing. Well, it's snowed today. It was nearly a snow day, but then it wasn't that heavy, so it's okay, I guess. Okay, <laughs> so we'll just go on. Was your spot all over? I, I don't know. Is is there much point in saying? Uh, I don't know. What to let's say. okay. You know what? Let's touch on it. I'll, th- here's what I'll say about the events from this week, and it might be last week by the time this episode goes up. Oh yeah. So for us, a lot went down yesterday. Yeah. It was a traumatic experience, I guess, for or just a traumatic day for a lot of Americans. And it's not really a left or right issue anymore, I don't think. No. It's an American issue. And I think Americans at like this moment in time probably need to come together. And look, whether Kanye West banged Jeffree Star or not, America <laughs> needs to come together and support Kim Kardashian through this divorce. <laughs> that's it. That's all, that's all I'll say about it. And I think I, I, think I speak for you when, when I put that forward. Yeah, because that's all new information to me. <laughs> <laughs> to make that joke work, I actually looked up other news stories from yesterday and just tried to tried to find the most insignificant thing I could. And that's why I came to the conclusion that that was it. I don't even know what those words even mean necessarily, but <laughs> it was a good joke. It was a great joke. Uh, well done, Ted. Um... Yeah, there's a teeny whiny, a teeny, 
bit of a civil war yesterday, but it seems to have settled down for now. Um, yeah, it was more of a civil disturbance, yeah, really. Yeah. But then it wasn't civil; it was just a disturbance. I think we should move on from it because it'll yeah, probably yeah. be this. It'll probably be long over by the time this actually gets up. Yeah, certainly. Well, America, and I America. And I think we have uh, more pressing issues that uh, we could face in 2021. Anyway, loads. as we said, we're, we're, we decided to talk about just some of the movies and books and TV shows set in 2021 to try and determine if uh, their potential or if their if the worlds they depict yeah. have any chance of happening in, in our timeline. So where do we start? Probably the most recent that we covered on a recent episode. Yeah, uh, yeah so Children of Men was the mo- one of the most recent ones we covered. That uh, The book was set in 2021. The film, I think, was 2027. Ah, that's where I got confused because he said this to me the other day. And I was like, really? Okay. Don't remember. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Okay, well, we, just, we mentioned it loads on the episode that was 2021. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I, I figured I didn't need to clarify. <laughs> no, I'd forgotten. No. Um, but, uh, yeah, well, we don't need to really go into the plot of that because it was only two episodes ago. Everybody yeah, yeah. knows the deal. Uh, an infertility crisis. Which could still happen. That could, could still happen. Could be a, uh, a side effect of the coronavirus vaccine, not to uh, cause panic amongst masses of people or anything. But, you know, yeah. you just never know. That could be... Or whatever new virus Kanye West and Jeffree Star create. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who Jeffrey Star no, is. No, I was literally just, by the way. just unlocked my <laughs> because you've said it twice, man. Yeah, I mean, I guess this one. So, the year this is set, 2021 in the book. Uh, if this were to happen in 2021, it'd have to. I guess it would have to. It'd have already, or at least. If a virus was to cause it, it would already have to be here, like the coronavirus. Yeah. At its earliest, obviously, it would be June before we would know about this yeah, that's being an issue. That's the thing, like, whereas in, yeah, there'd be just less babies being born and stuff. It's... Oh, though, saying that, actually, no, because it's 2021 in the book, so we're going by the book. And in yeah. the book, it's men that are infertile. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you'd actually know much earlier because people wouldn't even be getting pregnant. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it'd be different. So I guess we'll know pretty early if this uh, is going to hit us in 20... Well, I mean, it could start at any time in 2021. <laughs> yeah, but I suppose the idea in the book is it's it's set, whatever, 20 years later, isn't it? From when the last baby was born or something like that. Oh, I know. But yeah, yeah like, but, it could be, <laughs> but it could be the beginning of it. Yeah, that's what yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of the... Everything we're going to cover is just that they're set in 2021. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, uh, no, but I'm saying that's the main thing that's happened yeah, yeah. happened in that universe 20 years ago it's happened in 2000 or 2001 or whatever. Yeah. yeah so it's a little bit different but uh... yeah but then we can rule out like Johnny Mnemonic I know yeah. <laughs> are we going to become a cyberpunk style world in the next six months probably not no. oh man I really really want to watch Johnny Mnemonic before uh, doing this episode just because I wanted to have it fresh in my brain because I haven't seen it in so long <laughs> And, uh, well, we'll do that episode anyway. Yeah, yeah, I really want to do that episode. Um, but I was thinking about it today because I read, like, you know, the plot. Well, do you want to keep that for when we start talking about that movie and set it up properly? Yeah, yeah, we can do that, yeah. 
I would just it's a it might get confusing if we jump back and forth from films. Oh yeah, sorry, I thought you were done with the children men thing. Well, no, I was going to end it, but I was going to ask you. So, what do you think the the chances are of children and children of men happening this year? Um, with pandemics going on and tested but not extremely well tested vaccines and stuff, I'm going to give it a fifteen percent chance. Fifteen percent chance, right? Yeah, but <laughs> that's, very... that's pretty high. I just think there's a bit of uncertainty. So, though, I heard a really good. Um, I read. Sorry, I heard well, the vaccine. A lot of people are worried the vaccine might be might cause uh, problems conceiving. So, like, yeah, maybe yeah. the vaccine is what. Well, that's that's, leave... that's what I was going to get at. Yeah. Um, though, I've heard, I, I read a good article a while ago when it was talking about how it's not like they just developed a vaccine from scratch. You know, like they've been it's, no. it's in the back of like coronavirus has a has a virus well, sitting around for a long yeah. time. It's just this strain is new. So they're building on well established tested vaccines and just trying to find variations of that that work with this strain. So it's it's not like they suddenly came up with it in November and were like, Oh yeah. we tested it yeah. enough. I mean, like it's it's this... slightly more complicated than that. I mean, this is technically it's it's the SARS two virus, and yeah. they've been working on the SARS virus since like two thousand and five or whatever. Yeah, exactly. That was never as big of an uh, issue because it wasn't as infectious. So yeah. they just upped the the support for the vaccine because they needed to. But yeah, they've been working on this for a long time. Yeah, yeah. To reassure Bill Gates people, been working on it in his basement for like decades, apparently. Gotta get those microchips small enough to hide them inside your body. <laughs> I still fucking you highlight your font on Microsoft Word and everything still goes back to Times New Roman so he can still but he can fit a microchip in his vaccine yeah. um, so this is like when, when, when people talk about the Irish government like the Irish Area 51 and you're just like the Irish government can't even get the RTE player to work yeah exactly they're not gonna be yeah. There's, but maybe that's what they want you to think. I made that same joke to my housemate earlier today, and his reply was exactly that. That's what you, they want you to think. <laughs> um, I just love that that's such a joke now because that's what conspiracy theorists say the whole time. That's what they want you to think. Yeah. Um, so what... Um, what do you think the chances are of us ending up in a children of men car I give it I put higher than 15% I think we need another rating system though other than percentage yeah like maybe just out of 10 it's a bit simpler or maybe okay. <laughs> how many Jeff or wait how many what's his name what's the the, the person's name I said his uh, Jeff Jeffree Star how many <laughs> Jeffree Stars <laughs> <laughs> that's a really funny again neither of us have any idea who this person is I just learned his name because of a joke I wanted to make okay this is a new rating system um, right so how many how many Jeffree stars out of 10 yeah um, rather, rather than just saying how many stars out of 10 I like this Jeffree stars or maybe how about this we give it a Kanye if it's a possibility and it's a Jeffree star if it's <laughs> Not a possibility. Rather than present, is that too? Is oh, that man. too stupid? No, no, I like that. Hands down, it's a Kanye. Yeah. Okay, so this is, this is a Kanye for you. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, yeah, I'd say this is a Kanye for me. As well. <laughs> this is like, you know, best movie ever, worst movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're doing it that basic. Yeah. There's just two options. Yes, yeah, no, I love it. <laughs> That's the best way to do it, though, because we, if it happens, we can say we were right. Yeah, you're very, you know? yeah, that's very true. We gave it a Kanye in 10 years. We can be like, well, lads, we gave this a Kanye. And people are like, what the fuck? What the fuck does that mean? Yeah. As opposed to Jeffrey. Yeah. Grand. And people are still like, well, who the fuck is Jeffrey? Who the fuck's Jeffrey Star? <laughs> people still don't know. <laughs> yeah, so I'd give this a Kanye. I think I, I think there's Vice like... President Jeffrey Star in 16 years' time. Yeah. <laughs> If we're getting real about it, obviously, I think very, very, very slim possibility. But I can see something like the world of children, of men, actually happening. If not actually in 2021, it could be 40 years. But yeah, you know, no, there I, could be a virus that could do something like this. So yeah, I'll, I'll give it a Kanye. Yeah, and, and and unlike, say, in Children of Men, where it's like the whole world, there is there is nobody who... In, in, in children, men, nobody can have children at all. Mm. I could see it more like a virus of, it's a widespread virus, say as contagious yeah. as coronavirus, and then one of the side effects is you're infertile. And exactly, suddenly, yeah. within two, three years, 60% of the world's population can't reproduce. Yeah. And yeah. just a whole generation exactly. is gone. Like, a whole generation later, the population has gone from whatever, like 12 billion to like 5 billion, like literally within 10 years, kind of thing. As they age out. Yeah. But like what anything we talk about in the podcast, we never say in every aspect could come. Like we, we mean we could see the real, the realistic version of this, essentially, yeah. of anything we talk about. Um, that'd be a mad one. Do you want to go on to the next one? Yeah, yeah, go for it. What's next in this? Well, I think you have the next one. You were, you'd, me- you'd just mentioned it. Uh, oh, what was that again? <laughs> Johnny Mnemonic, yeah. Um, I I know it's a silly film, but I just remember loving this film when I'd seen it, and I really wanted to try and watch it before we did this episode, but I didn't get time this week. Um, um, and it's not on any streaming service, and I was going to have to download it and find a download or find a like some pirate website where they stream it and stuff and I just wasn't arsed <laughs> well I own it on VHS so I can lend it to you if you want oh, do, you? do you have a VHS player you can lend me I don't have a VHS oh, actually, player but I no. do have it on VHS I have a uh, I have a VHS camcorder in my attic so you can use as a VHS oh well, there you go so. you can get up into your attic and watch it on that because it's probably easier to watch it up there than carry that beast down yeah but the the viewfinder is black and white and has no sound playback unless you've headphones. So I'd, I'd literally be sitting with like it to my eye with like headphones in to watch a movie in black and white. Oh, it's a, you have to watch it through the viewfinder, sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that sounds like, that, I think that's the way films were meant to be viewed, I, I feel like in... To hell with what Christopher Nolan says about IMAX. Yeah. I think the best movies, if a movie does not play well through a black and white viewfinder in an attic while you're wearing headphones then it's not a good movie that's my opinion i last time i did exhibited my work um like in a gallery was about 2006 i think and 
Now I now know what my next installation That's is going to be. That's Shane's code word for when he was a male stripper. I now know <laughs> what my next installation is going to be. Is I'm going to buy a few more of these camcorders because I looked them up on eBay. They were worth like 50 quid. And turn a gallery space into like a fake attic where like you have to crawl up, where you have to crawl up through the attic like whole, but it's only going to be like a stepladder, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and but there will be like cobwebs in front of your face. Yeah, and then you sit with your legs high dangling down, and then you have to take the <laughs> video camera and put it to your eye and put on the headphones, and you watch like a 25 minute short film that I've made on VHS. And, uh, but I'll do it in full, like, terrible um, Inland Empire David Lynch style. It'll just be long shots of like someone walking around an empty theater and stuff mm, and, mm. and uh, crash zooms on faces and none of it will make any sense and, uh, but I won't shoot it on VHS I'll shoot it in 4k <laughs> <laughs> the thing is you say that as a joke but like that's kind of a good idea but you don't even, I don't think you even need to make them watch anything you've made I think you could like put on just like 10 minutes from like a Transformers movie yeah, yeah, yeah. and just call it art because you're redefining you're the subverting the expectations of a popcorn movie because they're watching it like that or something that's a really good idea actually yeah. take some big blockbuster and do it um, just good. Chris Nolan movies because he, he shoots them in IMAX <laughs> yeah he talk, like, he's like he been talking so much about the theatre experience just play Chris Nolan movies in like tr- oh, each, just each an entire video camera is a different one yeah or you could do it where it's multiple rooms and each one is just a worse just the worst ways you can experience those movies so one room is the attic is what you just described but then you find out another bizarre way to watch a movie and the, the next room is that. Another one would be um, slide stills of <laughs> taken of each scene, and then you listen to an audio recording of the scene on a cassette player. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you have to queue it up yourself. Yeah, they're both there separately. Yeah, and nobody's rewound in all of these installations. Nobody's. No, you have to rewind tapes. it yourself. Yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. That's part of it. You have to rewind it yourself. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Like, you know, the old, like, Kodak uh, carousel sli- um, yeah, sli- yeah. slide um, deck. That's, uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's my next art. Uh, it's a good idea. The, uh, the more I think about this, the more I actually want to do this. That's a really good it's, idea. It's actually a pretty good idea. I, I, think, <laughs> like, I think we should do this. Like, yeah. the cost of getting a grant of, like, a thousand euro to buy old shit on eBay. <laughs> I was about to say we should start a GoFundMe for it, but the thing is we'd get nothing. But if we actually presented this to some like snotty arts council, they'd think it was fucking genius. And you'd probably get you'd probably get like two hundred K off them. Yeah, <laughs> Spend yeah. about ten grand and then just pocket the rest. Oh you no, you have to expense that shit, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I that way I was joking, obviously we would put it all into it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you'd find some good ways to uh to to expense that money, <laughs> yeah, you get that, that's where the real creativity comes in, Johnny. <laughs> that's the true. That's the true uh, art. Because because when we uh, get caught, when we get caught, like pocketing the money, it's like, well, that was the performance aspect yeah, yeah. of it. Obviously, well, well, from what I know, a lot of those things is you basically 
like you invoice that uh, like that you invoice stuff or you buy it and they reimburse you and stuff like that but they never actually give you like cash you know what I mean yeah so yeah. all you gotta do is like you set up a company with you know your sister-in-law's name because she doesn't have the same surname as you or something and you get her mm. to <laughs> you get her to set up a company and then charge her get her to charge some mad consultancy fee that you actually yeah, shares yeah, with exactly. you exactly um, <laughs> So essentially, this episode has just become how to grift your way to, to be in in the art world. I mean, yeah. Well, paintings are mostly used for um, laundering money or tax havens. So you know. yeah, yeah. Um, well, isn't that why most the like all those like like the the general the Irish mobster while why they done all those heists where they stole the paintings? It was just because they're used for currency in the underground. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Because you can't, you steal like a really expensive work of art. I mean, you can't auction it off anywhere. So what it's used as is like c- collateral, essentially. Oh, the yeah, underworld. yeah, yeah. That's mad. <laughs> yeah, I never realised that that's... Because I, I remember wondering, like, well, why would they steal like six artistic, like art, like art history pieces? Like, who, who do you sell them to? And then I found out, well, they have no intentions of selling them. They're used as currency. Yeah, yeah. It's a, Which is mad. That's crazy. Um, so anyway, yeah, Johnny Pneumatic. Well, actually, before you describe the plot, I mentioned having the VHS. The reason I have the VHS is because I thought it was a prequel to The Matrix oh, when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> just because the cover kind of looked like it could be. And yeah, I was like, yeah. my name's Johnny. And I just bought it. And then I like, turned it on and I was like, what the hell is going on? I had no idea what was happening in the film. I watched it again as a teenager, as an older teen, yeah. and I quite liked it. But uh, yeah, I just thought I'd let you know. It's it's one of those movies I've seen it maybe two or three times, and I haven't seen it for probably about fifteen years. I probably watched it the last time I did an installation, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and I'd love to watch it now, like as an adult. Um, but I just remember enjoying it because it's like it's such a nineties movie of the time. And, um, yeah, yeah. but the concept is it's kind of cyberpunk future and people can use their brains for storing digital information and so and then there's a whole VR world but then there's a sickness there's like a, a disease where people are suffering from being connected to uh, VR and stuff like that and, it's, and there's um, yeah. super corporations that control everything and all that kind of stuff and the Yakuza are involved and everything and um, Johnny Pneumatic is uh, Keanu Reeves' character and he is essentially a information smuggler um, the human brain can store the amazing incredibly high capacity of 80 gigabytes um, and I remember the last time I saw this movie my home PC had a massive hard drive of 2 gigabytes and then we got an additional hard drive put in which gave it a, an extra 2 gigabytes so we had 4 gigs of storage on our home PC and when they said 80 gig in this movie I was like no way and I remember sitting in last time I watched it was in it was basically my dad home office which was like the garage converted but the garage was converted in like the 70s and um, there was a small TV in there where he just used it for watching sports (laughs) and Mm. you could get like that was a nice room I remember that room you could get like all the the rabbit ear channels with it. There was no cable or anything. And the computer was right beside the TV. And I remember getting it, watching this, go, 80 gig. 
And I got up and looked at the sticker on the computer. Went, two gig. No way, that's loads. That's hilarious. Part of the plot of the movie is he uses a basically like a zip software <laughs> on his brain so he can take 320 gigs because that's what the client needs. Mm. But if he doesn't remove the information within something like 48 hours, he'll die because his brain can't handle it or something. Uh, yeah. But he, it's a fucking great it's plot. It's a deadly though. plot. And he has basically the jack from The Matrix, like in the back of his neck and stuff. It's as far as I remember, it's pretty much the same. Yeah, well, I think the reason he got The Matrix was because he had done another cyberpunk-style yeah, movie. Yeah. The same reason, even in 2000, and, well, 20, it came out in 20, Cyberpunk 2077, Keanu Reeves stars in it because it's like if you were to make a big post-apocalyptic game, you'd get Mad Max, you'd get Mel Gibson. <laughs> For that, they got Keanu Reeves because he was in Johnny Mnemonic <laughs> and The Matrix. <laughs> Um, the only the only two cyberpunk style movies that really exist so as a universe like it's a bit sci-fi like there's there's technology we don't have but then it's all real analogy as well so it's a little bit like the Blade Runner kind of future in a way like yeah, I yeah don't think there's any flying cars but there's definitely um, it's like yeah it's cyberpunky it's got neon things and um yeah but and that's the cyberpunk genre like even today if you see like a cyberpunk movie not that they're med lords or the game cyberpunk 2077 yeah. they are still they're all set in like a very used future yeah yeah and i guess that's where the word why the word punk is added to like cyberpunk or steampunk yeah, you know yeah. they're very they're all, always kind of gritty the punk is the gritty in it I, yeah, it's I funny. So. I never thought of it that way, but yeah, that's a pretty good way to put it. Um, but I suppose, yeah, in a way of this world, okay, we don't have, um, uh, forgetting the words, sorry, we don't have um, the internet, we don't have biological and mechanical interfaces the way they do, or anything like that, but. Cybernetic, cybernetic beings we, we haven't gotten quite yeah there. we don't have people with serious implants to sort of make. no we have people with um rf what's it rfc readers and stuff in the backs of their hands and things like this there's a, cool, a few tech companies who they basically like people have the you get a, a chip in the back of your hand to get around the building and all that kind of stuff but, yeah but the thing, in it, like a lot of these sci-fi books and stuff, like they got the the, the general idea right. Yeah. Like Johnny Mnemonic set in a world where the internet has kind of taken over. Everybody's yeah. plugged in twenty four seven. And okay, we're not literally plugging into our fucking. We don't have a cable coming out of our wrist that's connected to our brain, but we all have a smartphone with us that tells us, that reminds us of everything we need to do that day. Yeah. And it opens our and that opens our doors for us, and that's where we do our banking. Yeah, like got, people got smartwatches and that are tracking your fitness and where your location, all that kind of shit. And then yeah, uh, we have um, what's this Alexa and Siri and all that shit that are like listening to you all the time. And, uh, we're very connected, technology obsessed world now. Like, um, probably because of shit that's going on in the world but the last 24 hours I'd say I was looking at my phone about 
19 or 20 of them, <laughs> like literally staring at my phone screen. Well, now I'm curious. I'm going to check my phone because I just got a new phone, my first new phone in like four years. So this one actually keeps track of how long I spend online or I spend. So today my phone, I've spent one hour and 36 minutes with my phone, my screen, my me looking at my screen. Oh, yeah. That's pretty significant. Yeah, I mean, an hour and 36 minutes. That's pretty. That's a, that's, I could have watched. A movie. Yeah, I was trying to think of a movie that's around that length. I could have watched Evil Dead 2. I think that's actually short. Yeah, yeah. But I, I could have watched Underwater. Oh, you could have. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, an hour and 36 minutes. That's, that's a significant time. I would say that means I'm pretty like plugged into the fucking internet. Yeah, yeah. And that's not including the time I've spent on my actual computer. Which yeah. hasn't been as much, I'd say, today. But I, I sat at a PC all day for work, and I um, I got for Christmas. I got the, um, those glasses that protect you from blue light, your eyes from blue light. Um, oh yeah. yeah, they're pretty good actually. They're good work well. I have like, do you use Flux on your computer? Uh, it's an app oh, that. Yeah. Uh, oh, we put more orange. It's on good. It. Like it. Yeah, yeah. As the day progresses, it adjusts to your how long you've been working like adjusts uh, to what what you should be seeing it's good it's very good but oh, i'm doing like design work so matching colors and things like that you can turn it off you can set it to turn it off when you use certain uh, apps, apps okay. and stuff like that yeah it's so, very good it's good um but yeah so like in and and obviously uh big tech companies have a lot more control over our lives and of our governments and things like that than they ever have. And, uh, so in, in one way, we're kind of already living in Johnny Mnemonic. Uh, Mnemonic? Mnemonic? Mnemonic, I think. I I, I don't know. <laughs> By the way, so this is a this is based on a William Gibson novel. Oh, yeah. Which I've never yeah. read. But I read his book, Neuromancer, which I think, I don't know if they're if if Johnny Mnemonic's a sequel or if they're just like set in the same world. Yeah, but Neuromancer is a fucking awesome book. It's just a great sci-fi. It's what it, Ready Player One pretty much just ripped it off. Ah, uh, okay. And just filled it. It's with got and no storage. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit. I think I've said this loads i'm a big fan of like opening lines from books yeah, yeah i think that's how like don't judge a book by its cover if you ever want to know if this book is going to be good open the first page and read the first like line or paragraph yeah, yeah. give it a, give it a paragraph and if it paints a picture of the world within the first paragraph you know it's going to be a good book and the opening line to neuromancer is the sky above the port was the color of a television tuned to a dead channel but don't you get such a picture of the world? It just sounds bleak and gritty, but there's like a tech- technological aspect. You know you're going to be reading a sci-fi. It essentially just describes a cyberpunk story. <laughs> like, yeah. The sky above the port was the colour of a television tuned to a dead channel. It's such a great opening line. I just started listening um, to Audible of uh, The Martian Chronicles, the Ray Bradbury story. Oh, yeah. Um, um, the, f- the opening of that is something really similar. I'm trying to find a sample of it. Um, but it's basically just describing um, winter training into summer from the rockets taking off. So it's a fucking great opening paragraph. Yeah. And then literally the next, like the, it's not even a, a chapter. It's just starts off um, 
with just this description of like in winter, there's so many rockets took off from earth that all the ice melted for like 10 minutes. <laughs> um, and it's so intense and just like crazy. Cause it's almost like they just abandoned the earth because fuck it. You know, no regard for the environment. It gives you so much of what is happening in that world. Like it's brilliant. And it's only, yeah, yeah. It's like that's no, only whatever, like one paragraph. It's amazing. Um, it's when it's just when they paint a picture yeah. like he, a lot of Hemingway's stuff is like that you just get like such a sense of just what you're it, it's weird it's hard to describe it you get a sense of how you're going to feel almost uh, yeah o- opening lines of a book that's how that's how you should judge them before reading you should give Neuromancer uh, a reader listen yeah, as well yeah, yeah, yeah. and maybe we could do an episode on it and Johnny Mnemonic as in separate episodes yeah yeah be good I mean, maybe that's maybe we should just should in 2021 for as long as we can should we just do movies that relate to 21 maybe <laughs> why not that's a good idea we can find a, a roundabout way to do it yeah, yeah. well so uh do you give do you give the world of johnny mnemonic uh a, what was it a jeffree star or a, or a kanye i'm gonna a kanye because i think we live in that world already yeah i think we actually live in a kanye Obviously, such a weird sentence. (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad we came up with this stupid rating system. We do take this podcast very seriously, though. Yeah. But no, I I give it a Kanye because obviously we're not, we haven't become these cybernetic beings that uh, exist in, in in the world of the film. But I think... We're, we are pretty close to the real life equivalent of it where we're all kind of cybernetic with how, how attached we are yeah, yeah. to our phones and even the people listening that insist that they're not like try and put your phone in a drawer for a week now without touching it yeah. if you can do it great let me know but I, I think most people listening won't be able to oh, yeah. the, the amount of times I'm scrolling through Instagram and then I see these like inspirational posts about how you should not look at your phone so much <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, posted to instagram yeah and i was like oh the irony of this and then i just scroll, keep scrolling <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i think more so they make me want to scroll more because i'm so pissed off the fact that someone has posted that on instagram you know yeah yeah oh yeah like i know a girl and like every post on her Instagram is about like getting back to nature and how we need to leave down our phones. But she posts about 10 a day. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's fucking hilarious. And he's totally addicted to the likes. You know? Oh, she's like worse than anybody. Yeah. And she cle- and she, like to the point where like after a week, she'll just start posting the same stuff again. Oh. And it's like, she's not even remembering what she like this is how addicted to her phone yeah, she yeah. is she has no like you've already said this like you don't even you're at the point now where you're not even getting satisfaction from the likes that you're just or that you're getting too much satisfaction for the likes that you're just reposting shit hoping people like it again i, I don't know it's, it's mine like, um i don't know but uh no i give this one a big a big kanye up um because yeah i think we live very much in that because it's all about like addiction to technology and control of corporate, yeah. like tech corporations and stuff, and we definitely live in that world. Um, just slightly less, well, in some ways more sci-fi, but also less. So definitely, 
Right. Well, actually, I have another one for you. So you wouldn't have heard of this. Okay. Um, well, I say that like, well, you wouldn't have heard of this. But it's just kind of an obscure one that I'd say a lot of people haven't heard of. It's a book. Oh, yeah. By, well, actually, it's one of these weird things. It's a book by, I, when two authors write a book, I always wonder how that works. Yeah. I get it for screenplays, but Whitley Stryber is the main one, and the other author I've never heard of, James Cuneteca. It's a weird K U N E T K A, however that's pronounced. Okay. What's the book called? Uh, Nature's End. So it's from like 1985, I think. And I only read this like maybe November last year. Yeah. Maybe a bit earlier. And so it's a pretty good, it's i I'm holding it in my hand. It's 470, 465 pages. Okay, so decent book. Yeah. What did I say? Yeah, 465. It'd make a grey HBO series. The problem with the book is, so it's about a world where just the environment has fucking turned its back on us kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Like, it's it's global warming gone mad, kind of. But the book's so fucking preachy. Ha, like, the book should be 230 pages. Half of the book is, like, characters, uh, they're, they're, like, papers they wrote for the UN or something. <laughs> <laughs> talking about the environment and what we need to do and it's i understand it for the time yeah, yeah, yeah. in 1985 people weren't thinking about that but reading it in a 2020 context you're just like oh come on <laughs> i know all this already <laughs> yeah because i'm living it but it's a really interesting idea so it's actually set in 2025 but the plot revolves around them trying to or one of the main plots is them trying to decode the main character his son died in an environmental disaster in 2021 and the father has his like it's not called a laptop because it was written in 1985 and they predicted more futuristic technology but he has his like tablet device and he's trying to decode it to to find out what he was working on that could like help save the world essentially so there's a lot of flashbacks to 1920 or 1920 to 2021 oh that's cool but yeah the other main plot so I can't remember the name of the technology, but in this world, so the the main character, the father, who he's in his 70s or 80s, but in this world, they can kind of, they can do a lot to make themselves younger. Oh, yeah. Not quite cybernetic, but to get these implants that keep them young and keep the blood flowing properly. I don't know, you know, just bullshit science stuff. Yeah, yeah. So he's got the body and he looks like a, a 50-year-old. I was about to say he's pretty much, That's funny. Yeah, yeah, he's Brad Pitt, essentially. Yeah, All yeah. the time reading it, I just thought Brad Pitt. That's really cool. <laughs> like, if you make a HBO series, Brad Pitt would play him. But yeah, so he, he works for the government, and there's some device that he's an expert at using where if you interview somebody, you can create a sort of digital composite of them that will be able to answer any question you ask uh, and will yeah. actually tell the truth. Yeah, yeah. So their entire personality, after a few, like, if you're good enough at using it, as this guy is, he's like the best in the world at, you can get, you can create 
a replica of some a digital replica of somebody oh, yeah. that will just tell the truth about everything and reveal their true intentions kind of oh, and he's taken sorry it's like sophisticated enough to actually basically be them in a way because it knows yeah yes so he's taken down like politicians with this and stuff mm. and there's this guy uh an indian sort of almost like a fucking gandhi like figure yeah who has created a sort of a global like cult i guess and sort of gotten seat he's got a seat in the un and stuff and he's pushing for he, he's part of the depopulation movement who think that the world's population needs to be reduced by 70 percent and he's trying to get all these countries to join him where like at midnight on 2026 still all everybody in the world will take a pill and 30 percent of them it'll be a dummy pill and the rest it'll be a that's genius yeah so he's tasked with trying to this guy is moving to try and get the u.s to join him yeah and he's gaining support there with the depopulationist movement so this guy is tasked with trying to i I wish i could remember the name of what they call it when he outs them with his device but he has to go and do an interview with him to try and create that replica that will take him down so the guy essentially it becomes a sort of a, a thriller a political thriller after that where this guy is trying to like stop him from doing it oh, okay so he's like trying to destroy his life yeah so the whole environmental thing is just the backdrop that's brilliant yeah yeah see that's proper size well it's the backdrop but there is the guy's son was working on something that could save the world so that is still like a, that's the b plot yeah yeah but that's brilliant um like the family his family have to go on the run because this this leader has like he's got an entire cult behind them so yeah. they try to destroy his life like they um doctor all his they, they pretty much close off his bank account so he can't pay for his uh eutification treatment so he starts to age <laughs> so he's only got like 30 days he thinks it originally he thinks he's got a year to put this together but he realized he's probably got 30 days left and he's getting older and older throughout those 30 it's it's a really it's a real fucking thriller oh, that's sci-fi heavy. thriller yeah i'd love to see that as a like a hbo series like a 10 part series it, it's it'd be ideal for that yeah, yeah that'd be awesome well i just thought i'd mention because it it's 2021 i don't know like the environmental disaster obviously that would probably get a kanye but yeah, there's a lot of well then there. a political leader with a cult behind him that would uh, believe anything he says I guess oh, that couldn't happen in 2020 <laughs> no way yeah I don't know um. <laughs> again using the, the the logic we've been following I think this book obviously it's very out there but I think the the general idea I think I would give this a Kanye for 2021 as well wow um, harder for you to answer because you haven't you, you, all you have is my fucking vague recollection of it to go on based on what you've told me I, I can see um, there being a, a, a cull of the population <laughs> yeah well I can certainly see a world where a politician might put that forward as a solution if we had if we had an overpopulation problem which we don't have yeah, yeah. but if we did have one i can see like people getting behind some ridiculous cause like that yeah i can see we are now living in a world where i could see that happening 
you know. Um, yeah, now whether it would get mass support or not, yeah, yeah. obviously I don't think it would. But with the way modern, modern, uh, with, with the modern political landscape, it seems like just the more fucking out there and absurd you are, the more print, the media. Like, look, if I decide I was going to run for like local council tomorrow, but I ran on a platform that we needed a depopulation movement, <laughs> the press, the press would fucking give me more time than any other candidate. Yeah, it'd be great. Because it's such an attention, a headline grabbing thing. Yeah. And just by them giving me that attention, I'd pick up some mad people that would support me. I would have never found those people any other way. Yeah. But because the press would give me that attention, I, I'd, I'd find some mad fuckers to, to back me up on it. Yeah, you wouldn't, and that's how, you wouldn't necessarily win the election, but you'd definitely walk away with a bigger following and a cult. Yeah, that you could then and you would grow. never find that following had it not been for the media giving you that attention because it sold a few yeah. papers or got a few clicks. Yeah, exactly. you definitely get a book deal out of it. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? No, so I, mean, I give it... I, uh, I, no, and so do I. And that's why I give this a Kanye because I think, obviously, the book's much more out there, but that's the type of shit we've seen happen for the last few years. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I give that a Kanye. I love that concept of the... There's... Um, 30% of the pills are a placebo or whatever. And because, like, Jesus, that it, it, imagine you, you commit yourself to that and you're, you're there with, like, your family or your partner and you all take the pill and then everybody, your whole family, you're dead around you and you're standing there by yourself. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. Well, well, they meet, they meet like, pro-depopulationists pro, pro in it, like, and they're so, they're, they're brainwashed. Like, yeah, so... Yeah. A lot of them are willing to die, like they think it would be a good thing. No, but I just mean like that moment of you take the pill and you're all into it and you're celebrating and maybe you're popping champagne like it's New Year's Eve with your with your collective of family or your people who are all into it together. Mm. And then ten minutes later you're the last you're the only man standing and everyone else is dead around you. Like that would just yeah, be yeah. devastating. But you know as well, like say this was a real thing, like say we were living in a world where this movement existed, we'd all be talking on Twitter about how, uh, well, you know, they know exactly who's going to get the placebo. Yeah, yeah. like they'd they'd maybe give like 5% to like randomly distributed and the rest is going to specific people just so they can say it wasn't random. Like they're giving that 5% away. Like. There'd be entire families that all got to pl- the placebo yeah, and you wouldn't be allowed to ask questions about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even though it'd make no sense how, how it could work out yeah, like that. And that cult leader, like, he'd end up getting the placebo. Of course, you know? yeah, yeah. It's uh, a great concept, though. I love that. That's a great idea. I'd suggest reading it. If, if people were to read it, you know what? It's actually best to read and not listen to because if you read it, yeah. you can uh, skip the chapters that are just like, <laughs> they're scientific papers. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. shit you already know about. Because <laughs> I did find towards the end, there was like two chapters where it's just like, this is literally telling me out of date science. Oh, yeah. From so, the 80s, there's no use to it. Yeah. <laughs> This is science that is nearly 40 years old. So it's not a... Yeah, yeah. This was considered scientific theory before I was born. Yeah. It's either been 
a lot of it's not been disproven. Lithium batteries. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but a lot of it, when they talk about how many, the the carbon emissions by 1925, you're like, well, we passed that by 2008. So... That's really funny. You said 1925, I assume you meant 2025. Sorry, I meant 2025. Uh, So what what one, do you have another one for 2021? Um, Well, a good one we keep keep mentioning, we often reference on our podcasts. And again, it's something I'd love to rewatch. I think you said you've the, uh, you have the DVDs of it. I must get them off you. Is Jeremiah, the series. I think you, you are, confusing a different Jericho. A different yeah a different post-apocalyptic show with a biblical name yeah i've got the dvds of jericho oh, i thought you got jeremiah as well no i i don't think there i don't think dvds exist of jeremiah because oh, yeah. it's mgm and they're oh, really yeah. fucking bad at home media releases but johnny you have thunder and paradise on dvd i mean i would have thought you had jeremiah <laughs> <laughs> Like, can Jeremiah, is it even on, like, a streaming, like, even on a legal streaming? No. Can you get it? MGM. MGM. They've hung on for the last 20 years without, like, producing anything other than Rocky and Bond movies. Oh, yeah. And they still, they... They have huge backlog. So many. Yeah, and so many of their movies never got even DVD releases, let alone Blu-ray. And none of them are on stream, and it's crazy how bad that company's run. Like, we could run that. Like, if they gave us, if they just signed that company over to us today, two people with no experience running a company, we we would do a better job. It's amazing how shit they've been. And uh, because I heard they're trying to sell their whole back. You see what they're looking for? Oh, something like six billion or something in there. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking crazy. Yeah. Like maybe because they got the distribution rights to Bond and they own Rocky, they could get like their back catalog maybe, but six billion. Like they're basically trying to sell think. Bond for six billion, and they're like, and we'll throw in this other shit too. But they can't. They don't own Bond completely. Oh, yeah. the, the Broccoli family own the rights to it. MGM just own the distribution of it. Yeah, it's mad. So you're not even getting Bond, you're just getting the Bond movies. You can't create new characters, you, you know, you get no creative input into it. Oh, sorry, yeah, you get you get the backlog of Bond movies. So. Yeah. What is there now, like 28 of them or something like that? Um, Which is like how Paramount still technically owns the distribution rights to the Hulk. But oh, they have yeah, no yeah. say in what happens to the Hulk in the Marvel Universe. So that's what you'd be getting. Oh, yeah, that's from... why there's going to be no Hulk solo movies. He, he, yeah. He's in other movies and stories. And... But that's essentially what you'd be getting if you bought MGM with Bond. Yeah. Like, well, maybe not quite that. That's a bad example. But yeah, it's <laughs> just, just start making, like, but just buy movies with MI6 and have James Bond pop in every so often. Hi, I'm James Bond. Um. <laughs> The Rocky films would be worth quite a bit, I'd imagine, I'd but so, not yeah. six billion. I suppose that includes Creed then as well. So, yeah, no, they do want like MGM has such a fucking like some of the best movies of the like first sixty years, seventy years of cinema is in their back catalog. Oh, yeah. So it might be worth it for that, but yeah. that company should be worth more than, and with the exception of like Disney, MGM should be worth as much as anybody. Oh, but, you know they should, yeah. They should be buying other stuff, not selling. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's why you can't see Jeremiah anywhere. <laughs> um, 
So, like, but to point out to point out how good they used to be, Jeremiah was made before, like, before the the TV boom. Yeah, and it looks phenomenal. Like, they pumped so much, but they made like each episode of that looked like it could have been a movie. Yeah. Um, In a time where where they weren't doing that on TV. Yeah. I fucking love to watch it again. It's, I must just try and find it. On. Like, I don't even know how you'd find it. Like, it must be being played on reruns on some TV station that someone's recorded it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I remember, like, I, when I watched it originally, I downloaded it and I had the TCM oh, movies yeah, logo yeah. In, the, in the top corner. So that's obviously where it was airing on reruns. Oh, so you have rewatched it since it originally aired, yeah? Yeah, yeah, but it's still years ago, like probably when we were in college, oh, yeah. but it was... And the thing is, at the time it was high quality, but if I watched it now, I'd probably be like, oh, this was 360p. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, so the concept of Jeremiah is, it's, it's... I know we've talked about it before on the podcast, but it's... So it's set in 2021, but 20 years earlier, I'm going to say, no. Not even. A virus, a coronavirus, <laughs> um, kills everyone over the age of 12, but basically anyone who's hit puberty and up. Um, and it seems to kill um, basically adults and teenagers. Uh, so um, everyone under the age of 12 is immune, or they just seem, but it seems to be, it, it wipes itself out so quickly because it just kills all the adults. So then... Obviously, by the time those kids are become adults, there's no virus around because there's no one for them to get it off. Um, yeah. Seems to be the thing. And then it's set. Although, should we spoil something? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember. Yeah. One of the characters... That, so so the sort of the good guys in it kind of have... One of them was the son of a military general, so they live in this old military base. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it is revealed at the end of the first season that... The, the son of the general has his I think she was his babysitter or something. Was she not like just a scientist in the Or maybe she was a scientist. Yeah, I can't remember so long. But she's alive and she has to live in a glass box. Nobody knows she is alive because she still has the virus. Oh yeah, yeah. But she's managed to keep herself alive or... I can't remember how she's still alive, but but she still has the virus, so that's how she hasn't been able to leave. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he's like in love with her now it's weird even though she knows him since he was 12 and he's now like a 27 year old yeah, man because I think that's I think everybody's 27 at, well not everybody obviously no but the oldest but like, um, anyone is is like 27 because yeah. he was 12 say when the event happened but it's a great uh, just post apocalyptic universe because it's like there's nothing new being built there's dull used technology and then it's kids think how much knowledge 12 year olds have and it's them understanding the adult world even though they're now adults yeah. like their understanding of technology and history and everything it's just like their reading level is that of a 12 year old like you know it's yeah um, their understanding of science and culture and like how to interact with each other and stuff is basically like it's everyone's a schoolyard bully like it's great <laughs> exactly yeah. Yeah. like it does the fallout mad max thing where everybody where there's like different tribes yeah. like like we meet there's like there's neo-nazi skinheads they're a tribe in it mm. like the way raiders are in fallout but it makes much more sense in this world because well kids separate into tribes 
Like that's a very like that happens when you're when you're in school. You just it's it's almost like prison. You just divide into tribes. Yeah, it's it's kids do that shit. It's basically like Lord of the Flies twenty years later. Or, or it's um Whereas like if the world ended I can't see why in the Mad Max world everybody would end up having joining a tribe where you have a, a specific style like you all have red mohawks and that's how you're <laughs> recognized as being in this tribe like that just wouldn't happen that's stupid but in a world where the, where the world essentially ends and it's only 12 year olds left i can see why they would oh, yeah, decide yeah. that we're going to have a gang and this is our style and look and that that would just continue on for the next 30 40 50 yeah. years <laughs> It makes so much sense in that world. Yeah, it really works in that world. And of course, mentioned that the the character Jeremiah is a person in this, unlike Jericho being the town in Jericho. Jeremiah is Luke Perry. Yeah, and he's great. He's great in the show. Yeah, it's very good. Um, and they have an incredible episode where he comes across a military base. Oh, and it's one of where, the other actors from Beverly Hills, isn't it? Yeah, again, it's a, a kid a kid who grew up on the base has taken over it and he has his own army and he's going to like, he wants to become the government. And I think they have a nuclear bomb. They do, might yeah, be yeah. The plot of the episode. Yeah. And yeah, it's the other, it's the other main teen heart trob from Beverly Hills, um, 902. Yeah, it's oh, the Jason Presley. Yes, yes. It's so great that they got them bought in. And it's a fucking, it's one of my favourite episodes. It's yeah. so good. And... Um, Luke Perry's co-star is um, oh from Cosby yeah, Show the guy from, uh, Dreadlock Dude I know the guy also Sean Astin is in it is he? yeah he, he shows up in the second season again like Jericho it was one of those shows that got cancelled yeah. after the first season and it had enough of a fan base that they brought it back for I think they done maybe because i think it's like 20 episodes in the first season and maybe 13 in the second season oh yeah like but then it was they got back to finish it uh yeah what's his name michael jamal warner there you go um oh i forgot we were still talking about that (laughs) i I was looking up what you were talking but anyway so it came back for like 13 episodes and it was still a good season but you could tell that they skipped ahead to the fifth season oh yeah you know like they just the first two episodes this season kind of continued from where the first season left off but then suddenly everything just got everything just moved way too fast and you're like oh they had it was really annoying because like oh man these these writers had five seasons in mind yeah and they just knew well this is all we're getting so they just tried to rush through the story same thing happened with jericho it's such a shame yeah because there's so many shows that ran way too long where you're like oh well they were just pumping out any old shit by the end (coughs) dexter (laughs) and then you see shows like jericho and jeremiah where it's so clear that they had like five seasons planned out in their head they knew exactly what to do and then got cancelled and had to squeeze it into one but it's it's that kind of thing of like that was a the thing we always learned in film school or whatever it's like if you were pitching a a TV show they're going to ask you so okay so that's your plot what happens in episode 100 Um, yeah like you kind of have to have an answer to that question and then suddenly like okay you've got 13 more episodes you're like oh fuck (laughs) well I guess we could leave out this whole two season arc where there's a civil war and then just skip this bit and (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah Um, it's always a shame when uh, 
when that happens, that's really good shows that deserve more. <laughs> yeah. Um, now you got. I'm gonna need to find this and watch it. Um, so am I because we're gonna have to do an episode on it. I think. Yeah, I think the same way we ha- we obviously have to do Jericho. Yeah. Um, we can't do Jericho for a while because we need Gordo for it. Oh yeah, because he's a big fan. Isn't he? If we done a Jericho episode at this point and didn't have Gordo on, he might never speak to us again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he'd be that. <laughs> I don't think Gordo would ever be like that. But he loves the show so much, and he's been talking about it like since like the first day I told him. Oh, me and Shane, my friend Shane, and I might do this po- podcast about you know apocalypse movies and shows. And he was like, "Oh, whenever you do Jericho, have me on." That was the first thing he said. Like, oh, yeah. so like. Yeah, at this point, if we'd done it without him, well, it'd actually be really funny at this point. But no, we have to have him on for that. But we have to do Jeremiah as well. The trouble with doing Jericho and Jeremiah, though, is you can't do just you can't just do an episode on them. Like it's an there's an entire like there's so many episodes, and specifically with Jeremiah because it follows more of the like Monster of the Week kind of format. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like you would nearly have to like pick out your favorite episodes of it and then do episodes on them. Yeah, it'd be yeah because they are kind of monster of the week. I suppose. That's, uh, um, I suppose you just take a summary of the unit of the world. Yeah, but it would be like like you think a start? Could you just do a disaster artist's episode on Star Trek? Yeah, no, yeah, I suppose when you put it that way. You'd have to, like, pick out certain... Like, you you, you could do an episode on the Borg. Yeah, yeah, or, or, or the Klingons or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. Do. Um, oh, Johnny, are we going to end up doing a Jeremiah podcast? <laughs> a I was just about to say, you should do a spin-off on Star Trek with somebody. I know, yeah. So, so Shane, let me ask you, a coronavirus that affects mainly older people and leaves younger people pretty much okay uh in 2021 a kanye or a jeffree star oh man that's ridiculous jeffree star (laughs) yeah well you see maybe a jeffree star because i feel like with the new strains of coronavirus it might actually start affecting young people more so uh hopefully not but well now now it seems to be hitting but i suppose it's kind of logical like it's hitting people our age the most but because they're the ones well, who that, are yeah. about most where like older people are isolating like our parents age yeah. are, they're not doing much so they are more protected but there has been a very a, a very much only a very few but I have seen like some stories of very young children yeah. getting very sick because it was and that's very worrying because <laughs> now it's starting to seem like the flu where yeah it's the really young and the really old where it just hits hard. I don't know. Um, but it's, you were saying this in one of our last episodes, was if if this virus was killing kids the way it's killing old people, everyone would be taken oh, away more world's seriously. It'd be a different, it'd fuck, be a different yeah. thing altogether. You wouldn't have you wouldn't have people protesting on the streets saying they are they refusing to wear a mask or any of that shit. Like no way, yeah, totally different. Which, like, part of me I can understand because like nobody wants to see children get hurt in any way yeah what we knew about the coronavirus last i'm gonna say april may when after we'd gone into lockdown here in ireland was basically that children were immune but could 
still carry the virus and that they were vectors. Um, yeah. That pretty much they would inherit the earth. And I think we did, we said it on an episode. Maybe it was a, maybe we did a, uh, apocalypse watcher, which mentioned it in an episode like this that we said, Oh, it's going to be just like Jeremiah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where now we know more about the virus and that, um, that's not necessarily the case, but, um, yeah. So you give this a Jeffrey star, is it? Um, no, I think there could be another strain this year, so I'm giving this another Kenya. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd give this a Kanye too. I think we gave everything a Kanye. So far we have, yeah. Within, yeah. within certain parameters. Well, I think we're about... I mean, do you have any more? Because I think I think we might be about out. We've only done four. And there's one more that I have. Okay, yeah, well, you give me your one. Um, I have an honourable mention, but you go with yours. Uh, I want to get the title right. Um, hang on. It's going to be some fucking artsy French movie. No, I'm seeking a friend for the end of the world. Oh, okay. The um, Steve Carell. Steve Carell and Kira Knight. Oh, I was about to say Natalie Portman. The other, the other yeah. manic pixie dream the, girl. Uh, Pat Nozzles. Uh, a bunch of other cameos of actors. And I've never actually seen it. You've mentioned it on the oh, podcast before. Yeah. Um, yeah. I... Oh, Martin Sheen's in it as well. I forgot about that. Um, oh, okay. I love Martin Sheen. It's... So, sorry, anyway, the concept of it is it's set in 2021 and we get news of an apocalyptic um, asteroid is going to hit the Earth and there's nothing know. you can do. So... It's just coming. We know it's going to hit Earth and it's just everybody oh, waiting for it. Literally, day. everyone knows it's coming in six months or something. And, it's the Simpsons episode. Yeah, and there's nothing you can do. And the whole movie is just about how society's broken down in some ways, but in other ways people are just like partying and just embracing it and stuff. And mm. it's about two loners who kind of become friends. And it's it's a love story in a way, but... It's it's it become more about more about just having somebody to be with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. For the yeah. end, yeah. and um, yeah, it's a, it's a really be it's, it's actually it's one of those movies that it could be about an hour or shorter. You know, it could be what? It sorry, could be about an hour or shorter. <laughs> oh right, okay. Um, as I look up here, it's only an hour and forty long. I was thinking it's like two hours, two and a half. Hours. <laughs> um, I know they could probably could, that includes credits. Yeah, they could. It, it could be a, a slim ninety minutes. Put it that way. Um, it could. It could be the amount of time I spent on my phone today. Yeah, exactly. It just drags a bit in the middle. Uh, um, it, it's a bit formulaic of like the whole thing of like these people become friends then they break up as friends and they become friends again you know that kind of shit like it has some really nice moments and concepts in it which I like like there's a big concept where it's like Steve Carell's character like he's at a party and he's talking to one of his friends and he's like dude it's great we're just having sex with everyone no one uses condoms anymore I've got gonorrhea nobody cares you know <laughs> and uh, Sorry, can I stop you for a second just because I'll forget this and you mentioned gonorrhea. Have you heard of super gonorrhea? Um, no. Apparently, super gonorrhea has become a massive problem since coronavirus. Wow. <laughs> and it's because cause it's a, it's 
a bacteria infection. Um, apparently, with all the treatments people are having for like fevers and stuff, it's becoming harder to uh, treat gonorrhea, and it's just mutated. <laughs> and now, uh, 90, 90 million people in the world are infected with super gonorrhea, and they reckon it's going to increase by seventeen percent every year. Wow! Also, it's not so much that more people contracted it; it's like people without it have gone untreated. Oh yeah, and people have just got it. It's not like it's an STD, but people are just getting it in hospitals because they've been left in trolleys in the hall for too long, and sheets aren't being cleaned and shit like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, There's a really good stuff they don't want you to know. Just done an episode this week. Just their their general. They do like a. A few episodes every week, but one of their... They kind of do like an Apocalypse Watch yeah. episode, and they just talked about it on their version of that, which and it was just very interesting. And because that's a fucking... That's a horrible disease. Yeah, sounds... And it's just apparently rampant in hospitals now. Oh, really? And it's a, it's a side effect of the current pandemic which is bizarre to think about there's this other bacteria yeah. bacterial infection that's fucking that's mutated to to a super strain yeah, yeah because of an unrelated virus but anyway sorry yeah. i just thought i'd uh, throw that little that's bit of bad fun. news in yeah. so we're giving gonorrhea kenya um <laughs> and the funny thing is i'd say kanye has gonorrhea <laughs> Oh, sorry, that could be we could be liable there. Yeah, Probably yeah. not. Um, but oh no, yeah, it's kind of a movie it has some really nice concepts in it. It's just about it's all about relationships and people and you know how humans react. But there's mm. no um, and then there's obviously the background of this mass suicides and people just um, not engaging in life and people going the opposite where they're just having a twenty four hour rave. You know that kind of way. it's just uh, yeah. Well, now to that, do you think the world would go like that where people, six months, everybody knows a meteor is going to hit the world and we've all got 60 or six months, 60 months, six months. Uh, do you think they, it would just be a six month party or do you think it'd be more like the purge? Uh, I think it'd be both. I think it'd be both. I think like, cause I, I know I'd be out fucking purging. No, I'd be out. Like I would definitely take the approach of like, let's just fucking go nuts and just do all this shit. Like, why not try heroin? Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. like you, you've got absolutely for. nothing to lose. But why, why not grab a drifter and choke him out and watch the light go out his eyes? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think people like you and I would be like that. We'd be like, let's go out and just fucking have a mad party for six months. But we would probably get killed doing it because there'd be another group of people yeah. that are just like, let's just go slaughter everyone because nobody's nobody's going to touch us for it yeah what are they going to do give us life in prison the death penalty and um i'd say you have a fuck ton of cults will come up when people get super religious that'd be a big big thing um i suppose like you got like six months is a long time to say turn around and decide oh well i'm not gonna work anymore and then like oh well how do you eat for the next six months you know um can yeah, your landlord yeah. kick you out if you don't pay rent for the next six months because the world's ending like does, are they going to get your landlord even bother kicking you <laughs> well, exactly unless he wants the place for himself but if he has if he has another house he probably just doesn't care at that point yeah exactly but some will because he's not paying he, at that point he's probably not paying his mortgage so <laughs> yeah so it's just like 
um, all industry would just stop and then fail and then there's no economy there's no like there's no food production so everything would end much faster but there's probably enough like by by the last few months you'd be eating you, your dinner would be like bags of M&Ms and shit but <laughs> yeah. there's enough supplies in the world that like you for six months you you would be fine it'd be different if it was like well like a ch- the children of men wor- world where there's no production or no industry because they're at the last generation yeah there's no but they still it. have 30 40 years yeah, yeah to live through it whereas i think if the world was going to end in six months i think everybody could just like party like there's enough booze and like illicit drugs around that you probably everybody could probably party for six months yeah probably like I'm sure all the Mexican drug cartels would stop fighting each other and just start like flinging cocaine into the streets yeah why not you've made your big it's not gonna they're gonna make what's the point of making more money yeah because you can't just buy doesn't matter um but think about it like everyone stops paying their mortgage so then all the banks collapse so all the bank employees have no jobs and then it's like it just has banks are just closing. The banks would probably collapse as soon as news comes out that the world's going. I'd say everybody would pull all their savings. Well, out yeah, that's what I mean. Because they would want hard cash. Yeah, like. But then you'd reach a point where, like, you go to like, say, you go to your supermarket. The teller is kind of like, um, yeah, I don't want cash for this. I want, you know, give me. Oh, give me your gun. A bag of oranges and the gun. And, yeah. you know, give me, yeah, give me your car. I'm going to go for Joyride. I don't have a car. <laughs> well, you see, that that's the world, that's the scenario preppers are actually preparing yeah. for. Like the, the, the world where we're given a sort of a, a definitive number of like, this is how, how much longer we can sustain ourselves for. Yeah. <laughs> And where they just want, they want enough to get through that period. And then I suppose it depends on how big an apocalyptic asteroid it's going to be. Like, is it possible that, you know, billionaires can live in an underground city, bunker city, you know? Um, and then yeah. they need people to make their food and polish their shoes. So then do you get a chance of being one of those people? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, did you touch on this in, in the film? Like, how, how big is the asteroid going to literally just, is it so big that the entire planet is just going to explode um yeah i think it's total wipe out like it's oh okay so nobody would give a shit at that point yeah i think that's the concept it's a while since i've seen it but i think it's come on to like netflix being netflix have decided to put it on netflix for 2021 you know of course and and so what do you think uh, a kanye or a jeffrey star <sighs> this is a half one this is a tough one um should we make is in the middle is that a what's her name is that a Kim <laughs> <laughs> if you're on the fence it's a Kim I, I think this one's a Kim yeah because it's a it's between it's between Jeffrey <laughs> I really should have looked more into this story no, 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 before no, making that no, no, joke at this, but, but what if what if it turns out there's some horrible dark undertone to that story that I never looked into <laughs> and that suddenly we can't put up the episode oh yeah i i don't think that's the case but no let's uh, let's not bring the mood down let's yeah, not think like that um, let's make yeah so kim is in the yeah, middle yeah, so yeah <laughs> i'm giving this one a kim because it's uh yeah there is 
Yeah, let's let's give this. I'd give this one a Kim too. Yeah. Okay, so so we're giving that one a Kim. We're in the middle. So I'm not going to go into this one. I just want to mention because it's also set in 2021, and there's not much to go into here. Dead Rising, the video game series. Oh, yeah. That's just a just a zombie shooter. But I think it came out in. I think the first one came out in 2003, and the second one 2008, and the second one is set in 2021. Yeah. Now, I haven't played them. As far as I know, they're just standard zombie shooters. I think the zombies evolve a bit more throughout it. Like, there's more mutated versions and stuff. But it's generally just a a zombie movie. So I guess the question then is, uh, do we think a a zombie invasion could happen in 2021? Um, I mean, at this point, I'm giving this one a (laughs) Kenny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we we've we've kind of like painted ourselves into a corner, yeah. uh, only having two 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 rating systems no, but, or two ratings. Yeah, but no, where I'm going with this is, had we done this for 2020 in January last year, I would have been like, ah, no, that would never happen. The odds of that happen are very slim. But now, as a year older and a year mature, having lived in the world for the last 12 months. Anything's fucking possible. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But just just to 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 be a bit more realistic about it, and because we haven't used a, a Jeffrey yet, I, I'm going to give it a Jeffrey. That's fair. Uh, and say it. I know. I'd like, but part of me still thinks it's a game. I don't even. Um, no, yeah. To, to actually sit down and break down, looking at. Um, zombie viruses we've done it a bit before on the podcast but um, they're basically impossible um, yeah and yeah. if if there was an actual virus that reanimated the dead or made people seem dead like that and if they it spread through them biting I don't think they'd infect that many people that quickly I think it would be taken care of very quickly and just wouldn't spread yeah. like, there'd be an outbreak in a town where like 20 people die and then the police just killed them all. Well, if anybody's curious, I did go into a good theory of how uh, zombies could exist in our, I think in both our Night of the Living Dead and our Fallout episodes about how the, if like how cancer patients, pr- pretty much comparing radiation treatment to cancer, how, how it works with cancer patients oh, yeah. and the, the rules of Night of the Living Dead where it's uh, the radiation from space, from a satellite that creates the oh, zombies, yeah. how that that might be not obviously it's not possible but just the the movie science of it it was a good episode it was a good yeah. explanation so people should listen to that no, it, I think there's other like say the cordyceps virus in Last of Us and Girl mm. with the Gifts the, like that, that's more the girl with all the yeah, gifts I think that's yeah. more likely than zombie virus yeah yeah or maybe like some weird fucking mutation of the rabies virus yeah so you closer to maybe 28 days later where it's a rage virus or something like that yeah. rather than actual fallen zombies so i think that's possible yeah uh, so you're not stick sticking with kanye you're giving it a jeffrey yeah i think full-on like uh romero zombies night of the living dead or um well, I forgot the name of the show, Walking Dead or any of that. Those kind of zombies, like, that's not going to happen. Now I might end up eating these words in six months' time. <laughs> um, 
Only time will tell. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's it. I think that's all the all the things of note anyway, set in twenty twenty one. Yeah, there's a few more that we could few talk more about. movies and things I came across, but I haven't seen them, I know nothing about them, so I'm not gonna comment on them. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like very heavily comedic and satirical stuff, but yeah. they're not really worth mentioning. Uh, the one I was going to mention, it's not set in 2021, but I was going to bring up Logan's Run, which is a film where uh, once you reach the age of 21, you're... Uh, oh, I thought it was 30. Huh? Well, you're sent away. Sorry? I thought it was 30 in their universe. Oh, I think it might be 30 in the film. Uh, and that was just because the, the actors looked too old. Oh, but in the, <laughs> but I think, it's yeah, or the book it's 21. In the book, it, I think it's 21. Yeah. Um, but I was only going to bring that up as a joke that maybe 21 is the year that we as as just a world are exiled oh, yeah. because of all, all the shit we've done in the last 21 years. <laughs> that's pretty funny. But no, I think that, yeah, I think that's all the like significant things set in 2021. You see, 2021, we should have probably done this episode in 2020 because it's a more... Oh, uh, no, yeah symmetrical <laughs> sounding year I um, guess there's more stuff set in 2020 yeah. like Rain of Fire and shit yeah. like that there, there was two I had in my head that I just thought were 2021 and then when I looked them up I was wrong it was uh, Rotorball the 1975 movie it's 2018 set in right that's very seems like a random year but anyway um, where I had in my head that was 2021 I don't know why and um, Dark Angel, the uh, Jessica Alba series. <laughs> right. It's 2019. Right. That's setting. Because so. that's a bit cyberpunk world as well. Um, and even I was thinking it with Space Odyssey because it's 2001 and 2010 and then 2064, oh, I think, okay. and then 3001. But great. I thought it would just go in. I thought it'd be 2001 and then 2021, yeah. but no, not the case. Oh, well. But, uh, well, okay, so out of all the scenarios, which is the most, uh, the, the most Kanye? <laughs> I'm trying to think. Probably a friend at the end of the world, to be honest. I think that might be next. If I can meet her, I just <laughs> come in and out. Um, yeah, it's probably the most, actually, of all of them, statistically, it's probably the most likely. Um, there is, there is a, is the difference between because there's extinction level which is like the type of asteroids that have hit the planet a bunch of times and um, where they just blockade the sun for like three years and everything dies except for like insects and small mammals and things like that um, which is what they killed think killed the dinosaur and then there's like full on like wipe out the planet like burn off the atmosphere um, but there's an extinction level uh asteroid that's you know it, it, it comes closer to us every like 10 years or something and yeah they predicted i think it's 2050 something that it's going to be at the at its current velocity it will impact the earth or at least come close enough that it could be caught into our gravity so right yeah, um, yeah. but they'll know by the next time it comes around how many degrees it's moved and things like that and it has yeah. a large buildup of, from the way it's whatever moves and reflects light and stuff, they think it has a lot of ice on it. So if it gets exposed to the sun for longer, the sun will literally make it move 
like and the, the solar yeah, the solar yeah. radiation can actually shift its course so it so could go to wipe out that damn sun yeah so it could go so the way the angle the sun hits it it could either move like a couple of degrees further away or it could be closer and stuff like that so it's one to keep an eye on okay so that's the con that's the biggest con yeah I think yeah, yeah. then a meteorite I think so hitting earth or anything maybe the moon just crashes into earth but uh, something hitting earth I think is probably the most uh, Kanye for the coming year they're all they're all pretty Kanye though <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's it I think uh, we should probably end it there I think if you uh, happen to be listening to this for the first time check us out uh, on Twitter follow us there don't bother following us on Facebook. We just talked about how we might delete that before yeah. we start recording. Uh, you can support us on Patreon if you would like. Get some bonus content, uh, off-topic episodes, which are uh, just deleted audio. It's like 90% of Mashed together. <laughs> yeah, mashed together is its own show that's probably better than the main show itself, to be honest. <laughs> uh, you can also, if you want to support us without uh, putting your hand in your pocket you can leave us a review that actually happens to help us more maybe uh you can leave a review on podcast addict and apple podcasts maybe on other services i don't know but those two certainly have review sections and even just rating us on apple is a big help and uh, other than that i've feck all else to say um all i can say is stay safe and be prepared and have a nice 2021 Oh, and keep a look at to our feed for the all new yesteryear's news today. Oh, yeah.